Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. We're working our way through the Four Agreements, a book of Don Miguel Ruiz's, and uh, the idea, first of all, of agreements, I think, is a powerful one. We live our lives based on a set of agreements, whether they're straightforward and we're aware of them or whether they're a little more on the subtle side, life is agreements. We, we make an agreement on what's acceptable in polite company. We make an agreement on what side of the road we're supposed to drive on. We, we make agreements on what it is to be a good father or a good mother. We make a, agreements on what it is to be a, a spouse, agreements as to proper decorum at work, agreements on how we should dress on Sunday. We make millions, zillions, technical terms, a zillion, I think. We make untold numbers of agreements on how we are to be in the world. And last week we talked about how well do these actually fit us as individuals and how much of them are more like pronouncements, the way I should behave, whether it really suits me or not. Uh, Ruiz says one of the things that we can do that's real powerful is to take on four new agreements. And so the the four Sundays this month, we're gonna be talking about his four agreements. Uh, The agreement today is perhaps the easiest one and the most difficult one at the same time. It's to not take things personally. And so we're gonna be talking about that a little bit. And I think a great place to start actually is, uh, is reading from the book here, how he starts this chapter in the book. He says, taking things personally is the maximum expression of selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. (laughs) Nothing other people do though is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream of existence, their own mind. So if someone gives you an opinion and says, hey, you look fat wearing that, don't take it personally. Because the truth is that this person is dealing with his or her own feelings, beliefs, and opinions. The fatness is in them. That person tried to send poison to you. And if you take it personally, you have poisoned yourself. So let's take a look at this. Have you ever been in a position before where someone made some kind of a pronouncement to you, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, and you really felt hurt by it? You really felt like, oh my gosh, I, I need to be different, or, or, or I need to behave differently, or look differently. Uh, you know, I'll use an example. When I, when I first became the minister here, I think my nervousness was a little bit on the outside, because I used to get such amazing unsolicited advice. (laughs) You know, at the end of the service, I usually stand by the door. And these days, it's more like, well, how are things are going? And it's great to see you. And we catch up about children or something like that. But but backtrack to seven years ago, and people were saying things like, you did pretty good today. (laughs) People were saying things like, Larry, uh, you know, a minister might want to button up one more button on the the shirt. 
shirt. Ha- showing too much of your neck, may- you know, maybe not so much. I had one person like three Sundays in a row said, a minister, you know, generally would wear a tie. <laughs> and I had, and I had one, one person that said, those same shoes again? <laughs> When we take things personally, do you know what we're doing? We're living their dream rather than our dream. When we take things personally, we're actually giving weight to the issue. When we take things personally, we're saying this is an issue as opposed to this is your issue. (laughs) Because it gives energy, it gives credence to it, it gives that impression that what someone else thinks is as important or more important than your own business. When we take things personally, we do nothing less than detract from ourselves because what we're saying is, you must have a point or I wouldn't be taking it personally. And in my case, you know what happened after I became more self-confident with what I was doing? The little suggestions just dried up. It wasn't that I was wearing a tie all of a sudden. It wasn't that they weren't the same old shoes, right? It's that impression of self-confidence. It was that impression of, I know what I'm doing. I like being here. I like who I am. I like how I dress. I like my funny jokes, even when they're not funny. I, I, I like me, and that comes across powerfully. When you're in your own truth and not overly paying attention to what other people think of you, people start actually thinking better of you. It comes across. It resonates that you are who you are, and whether someone likes it or not isn't as important as it is just being yourself, being authentically yourself. Now, I want to try the other part, though, of not taking it personally. I, had the, I got to kick off the divine dining parties last night with my party, and oh my gosh, we'd worked so hard. We'd worked all week on making the house look extra special. Do you know the vacuuming that you do just for company? I mean, there's, there's the regular vacuuming you do, but then there's the company level of vacuuming, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, there's the cleaning that you do, but then there's the twice a year when you dust the rails on the chair and the, the little cornices on the kids. So it was like that at my house. Like everything's perfect. Oh, did we have so much fun last night too. And throughout the evening, it was like a compliment fest. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Larry, beautiful house. Oh, your dog's so sweet. Daniel's so talented. The flowers are beautiful. Your floors are so shiny. <laughs> Right? Yeah. No one picked up on the extra vacuuming, but <laughs> but mind you, it was compliment fest, and there tends to be what? There tends to be that reverse thing of taking it personally. Was I really a better person for all that? Right? Were the compliments really such that I get bigger because of them? Do you see the danger here? It's equal. We should not pay too much attention to what other people say on either side of the spectrum. Because if I start believing that I'm a good person only when you tell me so, only when the house really is that clean, only when the pizza is particularly good, 
well, I don't live like that the other 99% of the time. So then what? Then I'm top liver? Then I'm not so good? Then I'm not beautiful and talented? This morning for the first service, um, our, our lovely music director got introduced as the beautiful and talented. And I thought to myself, Nancy, why don't you ever introduce me as beautiful and talented, right? <laughs> oh, and, I, and I will speak to her about that. But, <laughs> but, but do you see, when we start depending upon outside confirmation as to whether we're worthwhile, the danger here is then you start living out someone else's dream of your life. You do start worrying about whether you're wearing a necktie on Sunday or whether that extra button is done. And when you do that, you simply diminish yourself. So it's at both ends. It's relying too much on compliments from people, uh, too much of your own self-esteem from someone else. That's not a good thing. And the reverse is equally true. When we pay too much attention to people who are dissing us or, or being discourteous or, or making friendly suggestions, it's all just someone else's view. The only person that you need to make happy is you. The only person you need to dress for is you. The only person that you need to please is you. The only person that you need to be talented for is you. And when we look outside ourselves, that's where the trouble begins. Well, I want to talk specifically about how we might get a handle on this, how we might get better at not taking things personally. And of course, that leads me into a marvelous joke. So on the way to a friend's house, Miranda asked her mother some questions. Mommy, how old are you? Now, Miranda, it's not polite to ask adults how old they are. That's something that you need to learn about. Miranda persisted. Well, then, Mommy, can you tell me how much you weigh? Now, really, you never ask a woman how much she weighs. It's none of your business. But Miranda had one more question. Well, could you at least tell me why you and daddy don't live together anymore. Well, this brought a tear to Miranda's mother's eyes, and although she knew she needed to tackle this question with some veracity, driving in the car, it just wasn't the time. So she said, honey, these are all very personal questions. We'll talk about them when you're a little older. Well, later that day, Miranda and her friend were playing, and she described her conversations with her mother. Her friend had a solution. If you want to know things about your mother, just look at her driver's license. <laughs> it's like a report card for adults. <laughs> so much later, Miranda had a quiet moment with her mother on the way home. I know how old you are, Mom. You're 32, said Miranda. Miranda, how did you guess? That's amazing. And I know how much you weigh. It's 140 pounds now. Wait a minute. How on earth did you know that? And said Miranda, I think I know why you and Daddy don't live together anymore. Really, said her mother. Yes, said Miranda. Your driver's license said you got an F in sex. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. 
Well, I'm sure you know where I'm leading here. The solution to this, old issue, this whole issue is knowing when something's your business and when it's not your business. And so I want to talk about that. First of all, what isn't my business? What you think of me is not actually my business. Now, there may be times when you offer a suggestion or a comment or a criticism. There may be times when your point is perfectly valid. It still actually doesn't make it my business unless I make it my business. So I may, in all actuality, if I did everything you told me to do, my life might be better. But it wouldn't be my life anymore. Have you ever made just a disastrous opinion and you, you hated to admit it, but all of your friends and family were right? <laughs> right? Do you know that disastrous love affair or that job you took when everyone told you that you'd be unhappy within six months, right? And yet, you had to do it. It had to authentically be you. The growth experience was in the failure. The, the, the you that was becoming a better you needed that experience. And so even when the advice that's coming to you might be wholesome and good, you still need to be your own person. You still can look the other person in the metaphorical eye and just say, well, that's interesting, right? Not let it get to you, not take it personally, just be okay with it, thanks for your suggestion. But it isn't you, it isn't actually your business, unless you make it your business. No one can make you feel bad. No one can make you feel less than. No one can actually put you down unless you accept it, unless you make that agreement to be put down or made less than feel than. So, so that's the first thing. It's none of your business what someone else's thinks. And believe me, there will be plenty of people who are willing to try to make it your business. There will always be the suggestions, always the detractors, always the people even offering compliments. And think about a compliment. Is that to try to get you to go in a certain way, right? Sometimes our compliments are herding us into someone else's direction, aren't they? Oh, you look so nice when you wear skirts, right? A compliment, isn't it? Or is it? <laughs> right? Or is someone trying to say you need to wear skirts more often? So pay attention to the compliments as well as the detraction. It's none of your business how they want you to be. You get to be you. You get to choose. You get to have an agreement with your own self and your higher wisdom self on what the best possible you is. Okay, so what is your business? There are two things that are really important that are your business. One of them is your reaction to other people. You know, there's kind of a famous saying, well, uh, I may have pushed your button, but you installed it. Have you heard that one? So when your button gets pressed, it is your business because you have some work to do. People will make all kinds of comments out in the world, and what we do with it is our business. If for some reason we get all hard-boiled, if, if we get into that fighting mode, if it's like, oh my gosh, that's not true about me, and we start defending ourselves, uh, hello, we've just made it real for us, 
And we've made it real for us because there's a healing that needs to be done. If I react to someone that implies I'm stupid and I have a strong gut reaction, it's because there's a part of me that maybe thinks I am a little stupid. If I have a visceral reaction to someone commenting on my appearance or the way I look, generally the, the level of that visceralness is in direct proportion to how I feel myself about how I look. Regardless of how I actually look, it's all about our perceptions, all about our feeling. So when you have one of those instant reactions, those, those strong gut feelings, oh, this person, what they said to me, that's horrible, it doesn't mean that that other person is horrible. It means that there is some work in here. Something in me needs to take a look at what's going on. Why would I react so strongly? That's just their opinion. I know what's true about me. Is that true about me? So that is our business. How, how we react to the world and how we would like to react to the world are absolutely for us to take a look at and move forward. The other thing that is truly our business, and this is perhaps the, the most important about this idea or this lesson of all, and that is we need to have an idea of who we are and what we're becoming. Do you have a sense of your own evolution as a person on the planet? Do you have a mental equivalent of where you might be in five years or 10 years? Do you have a sense about what you're releasing and building up? Do you have a, a plan, if you will, or even a, a strong idea of what you would be like if you were more loving or more gracious or more abundant? Do you have in your horizon, your, your kind of sights for the future, what life would be like, and even more importantly, how you get to become the most powerful you. If you have that, the comments from other people just slide to the side. Do you see that? Suddenly you don't have to worry about other people's opinions because you're drawing forward into something that's going to be magnificent. And it's easy for you to see other people's opinion as, as, as just stuff along the way. It's no big deal. I know that I'm in the process of becoming the best me yet. Of course I'll make mistakes. Of course I'll do things that are not in my best interest. Every now and then, part of the, what's unique and, and wonderful about me, about each one of us, is that it is the series of successes and failures, of, of beautiful things and ugly things, that have led you to this point in your, in your growth, in your evolution. And so, of course, when people say things then that are less than lovely, well, so what? Yeah, I'm in progress. It's no big deal. And I can see where I'm going. I can see where I've been, and I can see where I'm going. And so then the comments, whether they be good or bad, just kind of fall away. It's no big deal. That absolutely is our business. And when we don't understand that part of it, when we don't have an idea of what our best self is or where we're headed in life, is it not then that we're most susceptible to other people's opinions and criticisms? When we don't have an idea of who we are, then 
Are we not apt to say, well, then maybe I am that worthless person that people are saying. Maybe I don't really dress well. Maybe my talks aren't as exciting as I thought. Maybe my, my jokes do fail now and then. If we don't have a sense of, of our progression and who, really who we are authentically and our, our, our divine power, that's when we get in trouble. So the two pieces, honestly, of what is our business is what we think about ourselves, where we're going, how we're headed, and our reaction to other people. I'm going to summarize today with this whole idea of not taking it personally. First of all, when we take things personally, do we diminish ourselves. And whether it's good advice, whether it's bad advice, whether it's a compliment or a slam, when we overly identify with that thing, when it, it brings up the fear or the trouble or the hatred or the, the resistance, when it brings it up, we simply diminish ourselves. We're simply giving some of our power to the other person. Whether it was a compliment or whether it was a slam, we're saying your idea of my life is more important than my idea of my life. Now you can take information from it, right? Uh, like I did finally get another pair of shoes. And in fact, look how shiny, look how shiny and nice these shoes. I mean, it's true. We can, we can, well, I'm glad you noticed, yes. <laughs> so, so it isn't that we can't take advice from someone else, but when we overly identify getting our good from other people, uh, uh, really redoing who we are on the planet to suit other people or to be things that are not us, that is where we suffer. And then finally, what is our business? It's being authentically us. It's learning to love what's on the inside. It's recognizing that only you can be you. And the more you understand what that is and where you're going and how marvelous it is, the more you do that, other people's comments just don't matter. And what you'll discover is that other people actually love your authenticity. The, the little slams and things start drying up when people see how much you are you, how good you feel in your own skin. People stop picking at it. People stop making suggestions because they see they're not necessary. You're, you're, you're fully formed. You're living a life that's beautiful. No change is required. <laughs> so that is your business. I'm going to close today, of course, with a prayer. But guess what your homework might be this week? Yeah, you knew it was coming. First of all, it's one of just, oh, fine, yeah, all right, good enough, yes. Of course, you don't have to take it personally. <laughs> so, so my homework suggestion is just to begin noticing when we're influenced by other people's comments. So notice how often when we look to someone else for approval, looking for that compliment, and also notice how often we feel hurt by someone else's compliment. So, so on both sides, when we're influenced either by compliments or by someone dissing us a little bit. And I just want you to be aware of it. Just begin noticing that when you go with that, you're living someone else's dream instead of your own. I'm going to close with a, a final quote from this book as we close out the second agreement. 
He says, don't take anything personally. As you make a habit of this, you won't need to place your trust in what other people say or do. You will only need to trust your own self to make responsible and marvelous choices. You can hardly be hurt by the careless comments or actions of others. If you keep this agreement, you can travel throughout the world with your heart completely open and no one can or will hurt you. You can say yes, or you can choose to say no, whatever you choose, without guilt or self-judgment. You can stay in a state of bliss perpetually. You need nothing ever need to affect you at all. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one love, one giant container of all good things, all of the, the divinity of the universe in this thing that I call God. And because it encompasses all, I know that means me. I know that my life is part of the one life, that I have access to the joy and the love, the peace and the harmony and the abundance, that, that truly everything that God is, I have in my own small degree. And as it is true for me, I know it is true without question for the people in this room. Each person here, divinely inspired to be the best us, to be the best possible version of ourselves. And as we become more aware of that, as we see our divinity, as we see our capability of love, of peace, of joy, of activity, of doingness, as each one of us recognizes that, that divine template of perfection within, how easy it is to sense our, our own confidence, our own being right in the world, how easy it is to just ignore the comments and chatter from around the world as we understand our own being. And so for each person here for this week and beyond, I, I know that it becomes easier to not take things personally. It, it's easier to stay within our own business and let other people's business be their business. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the power and presence of God showing up week after week here in these rooms and beyond. Grateful for this grand life. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you were here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.